the Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cult-worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join us. Attention. The MILF and Me podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the MILF and Me podcast. Diana. Yes. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. We are in 2023 and I think it's really funny because I want to say ever since 2016, we are hearing people just say, well, at least next year will be better. Yeah. (laughs) Is it really? Think about all the things since 2016. We had a really interesting presidential run. We had two years of pandemic. Mm-hmm. We've had multiple celebrity deaths, suicides, Ugh. and each year we keep tricking ourselves into, well, at least 2023 will be better. 2024 will be better. Yeah. Are we just teasing ourselves? I think so. Maybe the year is only as good as you decide to make it mm-hmm. day by day, week by week, month by month. I feel that's how I operate. You know, If I start getting excited about something coming up in the next month or the next two months, I feel that I'm batting like a 90% average of being disappointed, of plans falling through, a concert getting canceled, something happening that destroys all of my hopes and my dreams. But guess what? I'm 41 years old. I'm used to it. So I feel like I can just walk right through it these days. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm right there too. I'm getting used to it. It's it's unfortunate when you start um, getting used to disappointment every now and then, but it is what it is. But it's somewhat therapeutic. I, I tell this to people all the time when I feel they are just getting a little too fucking excited about something. Well, they're growing pains, right? They're growing pains. And that's the thing is they don't stop. Yeah. 41 years old, it's still going. So, yeah, today's episode, focusing on the new year, we're talking about something that I actually have a strong aversion to, mm-hmm. but I'm actually going to take a shot this year Ooh. and do it. Oh, that's New Year's resolutions. Oh, yes. Are you a resolution girl? I'm not, but I'm going to do it this year because I've um, it's time for me. It's time. You've had some shit. I've had some shit happen in 2022. And oddly enough, I haven't had a whole lot of shit this year. I've had mostly good things. Well, because you're not dating. I'm how not would dating. How, how would that be? <laughs> how the fuck is it? How is it in your dream world over here? Oh, I am just floating on a cloud of <laughs> zero responsibility to someone oh. that is not my spouse, that is not my <laughs> child. I don't have to worry about oh, am I going to text them back today? Are they going to text me back? I don't have to worry about, oh, how much am I going to spend this week on a fucking date? (laughs) It's beautiful. I can't wait for you to find that. Well, you know what, Antonio? Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I love you too. (laughs) Yes, yes, I know. 
Resolutions. I, I think I've maybe done at least a plan for a New Year's resolution maybe only once or twice in my life, and it was with a partner, with a girlfriend or an ex-wife at the time, someone who wanted me to be their support for their resolution, whether it was a diet thing, whether it was, I want to swear less this year. Oh. Yeah, good luck on that happening. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never just had a year where I did something for me as a resolution. Now, I always say I like to keep my ego in check, mm-hmm. but I was a chef for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you have to have an ego to become a chef or else people are just going to walk all over you. So at my height of egotistic excellence, I'm going to say, because I was really proud of my ego back then. Mm -hmm. I really just thought that there was nothing I needed to change. I was in good shape. I was making decent money. I was happy with myself. Were you perfect? I thought I was perfect. (laughs) Obviously not because, I mean, there is no such thing as perfect. But I did not think that resolutions were necessary for a good chunk of my adult life. I see. I went to the doctor a few weeks ago. Uh-oh. Should we share this? There's like hippolas lozenge place. <laughs> well, nothing nothing too personal. No, I don't have anything dripping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I don't have anything contagious. But, you know, I didn't get a physical during COVID. And I used to be like this person that would go get a physical every year because I wanted to just be proud of myself, of my health. Okay. And how perfect I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I so- got... I got Fucking high blood pressure in the oh, last no. two years. I didn't realize it. Now it's not dangerous high, but it is like 15 points higher than what my normal is. And I asked why. I'm like, I don't feel stressed. And I feel like, yeah, I've gained a little weight in the last couple of years because I had a baby, but yeah, I'm not, but not very much. About it. Not very much. Yeah. What is it? And she's like, You're 41 years old. You just get higher blood pressure as you get older and you have to do more to control it. You're like, what the fuck? I'm not 30. You can't keep living like a 30-year-old when you're 41. (laughs) She's like, you may not feel stressed, but your body handles the minuscule amount of stress in a different way. Oh, my God. Now I have a complex. I should probably go in. I mean, just these last... Uh, yeah. Just these last (laughs) couple weeks, this past relationship I was in, I probably have high blood pressure. I might die. (laughs) I don't want you to die. <laughs> but yeah, go get checked. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So what are you going to do? What do you, what do they do for that? Diet and exercise. There's so, not like a magic pill that like handles that? Okay, there is a magic pill that handles that. But the magic pill is for people who have like extremely high blood pressure oh. and let's say physical incapabilities of exercise. Let's say that gotcha. there comes a point where if you are maybe too heavy or you've got inflammatory issues that make it harder mm-hmm. for you to exercise, the magic pill is probably the way to go. Got it. But like so many magic pills, it can rob you of your of your desire and of your motivation to do things more naturally and healthy. I gotcha. You know, so it, you got to exercise. Only, it, it can make you lazy if you let it. So you're going to be one of those people that like January 2nd and you're like in the gym with everyone else for your New Year's resolution. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go to the gym because I fucking hate the gym. I would go to the gym when I was trying to... Get a girl when I was trying to catch yeah. someone. I've caught someone. Yeah. I got a fucking Peloton downstairs. Jesus, you do? How many times do you think I've used it since I bought it a year ago? Had I known you had that, I'd probably come earlier to our <laughs> session so I could use it. Um, you've probably used it none. Or once. Twice. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, I was close. <laughs> yeah, it's there. And I've got... 
kettlebells. I've got things that I can do to help myself get in better shape here in the house yeah. in front of a TV. Yeah. So I'm just going to do that. But I think the biggest thing is diet. I really do. I think I have to eat less salt. And I love salty yeah, shit. Yeah, I love salty shit. Olives and pickles and all that nonsense. Yeah. And drink less vodka. Maybe start drinking. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, you can do that. Did you know that? You don't have to drink 10 ounces of vodka that a day. That sounds it's, absolutely miserable. It is, it is a thing. People actually do that. Well, I'm more into wine these days than vodka, but hey, you should you should lay off the vodka. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I didn't know you drank that much vodka. Because uh, here's the thing. As we get older, we get like tolerances to things, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. one shot, two shots eventually just become normal. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I wanted that third shot. I want that fourth shot to the point where it's like if I'm making a cocktail, it's 75% vodka when it should be 25. Yeah. But whatever. I, those things are manageable. I don't have an addictive personality, so I think I can manage these things better. Mm-hmm. The motivation to exercise, I have a yoga instructor for a fiance. I know. You're so lucky. So she can whip my ass into shape as well, and she's big on resolution. So I've got someone that can help me I love this. with the resolutions. What about you? Do you have anything this year apart from just avoiding fucking weirdos on dating apps well I had a doctor's appointment last week but it was much different doctor's appointment than what you're talking about my doctor's appointment was a mental health doctor you may have heard of therapists oh yes yeah mental health is super super important to me Um, I've struggled with deep depression as you know most of my life and um, She told me in my session last week that I am too compassionate. So I'm going to be more of an asshole in 2023. That is my New Year's resolution. And I think I can do it. I really do. And you know, it actually sounds really funny to hear myself say that, but it's a real thing. I've gotten soft over the years and I don't know how, but I've gotten really soft to dating and putting up with shit that I normally would never have put up with if it was me maybe five years ago or something. Do you think it's because as we're getting older, we think we have like a countdown to the end? Maybe. And so we accept more things that we wouldn't put up with before? Sure. Or maybe, yeah, that could be it. Or maybe just we're older. Like there's been more things that have happened to me over the years, more traumas, right? And I've just become more empathetic um, and understanding with people that don't deserve it. Have you heard of the thing that people call trauma bonding? Yes. Actually, I have heard of this. So I've never experienced it myself, but it is something that I've heard when I have start researching these gurus. A lot of gurus are talking about these days, especially became huge during the pandemic where people are handling lockdowns and job losses yes. and isolation in different ways. And so they started connecting with people on dating apps that they would normally not connect in normal life. Uh-huh, that's right. Either physically or emotionally, but because they shared very similar experiences of isolation during the lockdown or different traumas, especially with like the political divisions, yeah. they started using these traumas as the jumping off point to start relationships. Yeah. Now I have no real evidence of if they were successful relationships or they fell apart, but the gurus call it trauma bonding. They start finding people who have experienced similar traumas in them and they are using those yeah. as catalysts to start a relationship. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that didn't happen to me personally, but I can definitely see how that is a thing, 100%. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I just, 
I am a very empathetic person naturally, but I think like you said, just with everything that's been going on in the world, you know, I've just, I've softened up and it has, it has slow, it's slowly eating me up. Like it's eating me alive. I like this. I like that we are going different directions with the resolutions. Yeah. Where mine is, okay, you know, I'm going to handle this stress that I supposedly have better, eat better, drink less, be healthier and more active and you're going to become a salty bitch. I'm going to be a salty bitch. I'm going to be more of an <laughs> asshole. And I'm not going to let people walk all over me, you know? Like, I am a sweet <laughs> I'm a sweet person. Um, I can be an asshole if I really try hard enough. But no, you know, right when I was first divorced, I was a salty bitch. I really was. I, was. I wasn't a very pleasant person to be around. I was angry at the world. And I think I did better in my life back then. It's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad to be nice and sweet and kind and loving and peaceful and all these things beautiful things because I'm that naturally that's the core. Um, but honestly your resolution and my resolution, they're both exactly attached to the same thing. No, I agree. I mean, it's causing you high blood pressure could cause you stress. You know, the stress causes high blood. I mean, the stress for me to get into an unhealthy relationship and be with somebody that isn't loving and isn't peaceful. Like I am, that is very stressful. It affects my sleep. It affects my eating. I've lost 15 pounds in three months and it's not healthy either way you look at it. And it's weird too, because like we do let people, especially ones that we love either in a relationship or sometimes our own family, we let them do that to us. We let them destroy our health and our, our psychology and our, our mental health because we love them. Yeah. And we love them so much that we don't realize they're destroying it. Now, sometimes they really don't intend to. They're just who they are and that's what they do. Yeah. But there are those out there that feel if you are too beautiful, if you are too healthy, if you are too in control, if you are too much of a boss bitch. Yes. Well, I'm going to fucking fix that. Yes. And they can use narcissism and gaslighting to get you to be the person they want you to be and not the person that you want to be or should be. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I did want to share something, you know, because I'm a very um, unconditional person. I sit, you know, I make sure I share that when I'm in a relationship. Um, We decide to be exclusive and take it to the next level. Then I make sure they know that I am a very, I love unconditionally, you know, and I was just in a situation recently where um, that was what it came down to is Mm -hmm. I am I am unconditional. You know, I accept you for all of your shit that you bring to the table. I'm not going to leave when shit gets rough. You know, I'm right here. I'm right with you. But I did see something on social media that I wanted to share. Um, And somebody commented on the post that someone wrote and she said, this is true love, accepting everything that's unconditional. And his response was, I don't agree with that. Someone that hasn't healed, that is being toxic, beating you, degrading you, as well as many other traumas, they are placing upon you isn't unconditional. All relationships are conditional. Conditional upon doing your part to make it a great relationship. Mm. It doesn't mean perfection, but it does mean loving, respecting, and bettering. So that's really interesting for me to read right now, just because it's true, you know, like you need to have boundaries and that's what I'm lacking. I've been lacking that for a really long time. So honestly, it's the weirdest, most bizarre resolution I know, but 
it's time for me to step up a little bit and be a little bit more of an asshole. You've got my support 100%. And I'm sure you've got our <laughs> listener support too. Thank you. It, it is it is time. Yep, it is time. <laughs> so let's talk about resolutions in the world. So according to a recent study, 59% of adults have New Year's resolutions or make them, and it makes the largest demographic that sets these goals. Now, 48% want to exercise more, making it the most popular New Year's resolution. So I guess I fell in that fucking category. (laughs) Congratulations. Yes. The top three are all health-related. 23% of people who make this resolution quit in the first week. Only 36% make it in the past month. So I'm in food service, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'm in the restaurant food industry, and this is something that we actually use in our analytics to promote our sales. We know that in January, people are going to eat less decadent foods. So we really push the health initiative. Oh. We push paleo. We push. Okay. Yeah. We push. Uh, what's the other one? Vegan. We push keto. Keto. We push, yeah. We push everything that is going to be attractive for people who are on these new health kicks. And then what do we do? In February and March, we fuck you with cake and ice cream and garlic bread and all these different things. And then summer rolls around and we fuck you again with pies and picnics. Hell yes. So this is what we do. So I was already kind of aware of these analytics. It's no surprise to me. But yeah, we'll see how far I make it. Am I going to be in that 38% that quits in the first month? I'm going to talk to your missus and make sure. She's she's, not going to let me. I know She's going to hold you accountable. She's already trying to convince us not to drink and eat meat for a month. And knowing me, I'll be oh, like, shit. let's do it. <laughs> do it. I did it. Remember how I was yeah. a ve- I was a vegan for one month. And don't forget, you guys, I am Greek. So being a vegan for a Greek girl is not an easy task. You don't eat no meat. <laughs> I don't eat no meat. <laughs> um, men and women share the same top four most popular resolutions, which are weight loss, exercise, drinking, and mental health. Now, women focus slightly more on health-related topics than men do, and in the UK, specifically losing weight, 44% versus 34% to men. I mean, again, that kind of goes to these old standards where we still have this kind of patriarchal society where a woman can't be overweight, but we've learned to embrace the dad bod. I mean, yeah. that is kind of fucked up if you think about it. It is. It's getting better, though. It's getting I'll a lot right better. now. Like, I'm getting my Victoria's Secret coupons in the mail, and it's like these curvy, beautiful women. I'm just so happy to see that. I love it more than anything. Now, when you take the weight loss and health out of the mix, men focus more on pursuing their career ambition. 23% of men focus on career ambition. 19% cut down on drinking, and that is 16% less than women. Now, COVID-19 impacted the type of resolutions for 75% of people. So after COVID-19, they focused more on mental health, eating healthier, and their finances. Well, yeah, people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. People were at home and on meetings, on Zoom, eating Cheetos, just watching TV. Yeah, No one was working out. And again, Peloton sales went up. During yeah. the pandemic, yeah. we fucking bought one because we weren't going to the gym. Yeah. So it, it, I was a project manager. Do you remember? I was a project manager at a um, 3PL, a third-party logistics company, and one of their clients was all home gym systems. And I was working until like 1, 2 in the morning just like placing orders for these home gyms. 
they were killing it. Home gyms and thousands. toilet paper. I remember. Thousands <laughs> I remember. And thousands. You're like, we've got four trucks of toilet paper. Did you get on weekend. the toilet paper no. paper thing? Because I didn't. I mean, no. we have a bidet system here. We're we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never got on that toilet paper bandwagon. I'll never understand that. So why do people fail New Year's resolution? Well, it's timing. So while people want to achieve change, they have yet to fully commit, and that's the thing. By the time February rolls around, you've got Valentine's Day, so you're yeah. taking people out to nice restaurants, you're buying candies and flowers and cookies. That's usually when a lot of these drop off. Valentine's Day is a holiday of decadence, and decadence is enough to throw you off your game. Isn't that incredible? A month and a half after. A month and a half, yeah. It's almost like they set this up on purpose. Yeah. Successful individuals reported more stimulus control and willpower. Social support and interpersonal strategies became more important after the first six months of pursuing this goal. Okay, so here's the thing. I am fucking annoyed by CrossFitters. Oh, boy. But you can't deny that they get their little tribal groups together and they all kind of like pull together mm-hmm. and achieve these goals as a group. I don't play well in groups like that. So I don't really try and get into the bandwagon of social fitness. Would you, though, if it was like a 40 to 50 to 60-year-old group, 40 and above? No. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Because the reason why I don't and I feel uncomfortable with most of that stuff is because they're so much younger. They're like in their 30s and some 20-year-olds, and I'm looking at them going, what the fuck are you actually doing here? Why right. are you here doing this? You know? Right. No, I, I mean, I have some friends that are super into CrossFit. And it's like, if that group became more bonded, I guess, as like a support group, if you will, and held each other accountable Mm -hmm. and wasn't just doing the CrossFit to be, I I do CrossFit, you know, like (laughs) I'm a meathead or whatever. Like if they could make it more of an accountability thing and really crack down on, well, why didn't you do it this way? Or why'd you do that? Or, and make people answer to it because that would work for me. I'm the type of person that needs, um, I need that tough love accountability for sure if I was to get involved. And see, for me, I'm 41 years old and I'm envious of the 60 plus people who are playing pickleball at the gym. It's like, I want to hang out with (laughs) y'all. I don't care about the goddamn CrossFit. That could be be you, you know? You got to get healthy now so you can be doing that when you're 60. Oh my God, you're right. Well, I'm not going to do CrossFit, but I do agree with the social accountability when it comes to these things. Yeah, it's important. Successful individuals are likely to experience 14 slip-ups during a two-year interval, indicating that resilience or the ability to bounce back from setbacks isn't essential for goal success. Yeah, setbacks, man. That's the thing is I have a hard time bouncing back from something if I decide I don't like it or if it's too hard. Yeah. I mean, I have to really love something to bounce back, but I just have never been that much in to physical fitness unless I was trying to get laid. Let's be honest here. <gasps> you did that just so you could get sex? Yeah. Wow. You got to compete with the V sporting dudes oh my in these God. dating profiles. I've, I've been seeing way too many <laughs> way too many Vs in my face. So those are just kind of the numbers on resolutions. So, you know, you're going to be a salty bitch. I'm going to cut down on my salty foods and start working out and drinking a little bit less. But, you know, those are things for us. What about resolutions for our people? You know, because like we both have kids Mm -hmm. and I feel that there are things that we can do better every year. And sometimes I do. And sometimes the end of the year comes by and I said, you know what? I was going to buy my son a bicycle and teach him how to ride it this year. And it just got away from me. Mm -hmm. So I feel one of the things I need to do this year is set some really strong resolutions for the family, for the kids and not just myself. Like I think one of the things that's going to help me be less stressed and more happy 
which will make me more motivated to make myself better health-wise and mentally is by creating resolutions for the family and for the kids. Yeah, that's good. It's a good idea. What do you think about that? Like, do you have anything that you would want to do more for your family this year? Um, Probably just be more active spring and summer, get them outside more, do some hiking. They're not going to like that very much because, you know, <laughs> my kids are a little bit older and they're really into their devices and devices. Their, their gaming and their streaming and all that stuff that they're doing. But just quality time. I think that's important, you know, because my youngest, I mean, she'll be off to college in six years and it's going to go by fast. You know, someone once I heard on a podcast when they broke it down this way, it really kind of blew my mind. So you only really get 18 summers with your kids. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Think about that. And then once they're out of the house, you have to understand that you're going to get half or less of those summers with them as they get older because they're going to have their kids yeah. and they're going to focus on summers with their kids. So really the first 18 summers, are the most crucial because after that, you might only get 10. Yeah, it's exactly less. right. And it flies by. It flies by. My parents always told me that when I was younger. And I was like, it's taken fucking forever mm -hmm. to be 16, to be well, 18, to be 21. My two babies were in diapers at the same time. Yeah. I was pushing around the double jogger stroller <laughs> and I drove a minivan for 12 months of my life that I'll never get back. But holy shit. Yeah. I had two babies in diapers and everyone went in the grocery store. They'd be like, oh my God. Kids are so cute. It just goes by so fast. Enjoy this time. And I would look at these women like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> like I have diapers like overflowing in my grocery cart and I'm juggling a million things and I'm, I look like shit. I don't even know if I wore a bra to the grocery store. I don't remember, you know, but no, it does. It really does go by fast. For me, I, I agree. Less screen time, especially for my boy who has autism. The problem is his sensory yeah. issues have developed so much more. So it's so bright outside for him. He has to wear sunglasses and a bucket hat. Now yeah. he's starting to wear the earmuffs because things are getting too loud. So just really getting creative and really diving back into the parental forums of autism to see what kids are doing outside and how they're getting away from the devices. Yeah, because no, here's one sure. of the weird things that happen and not to go off on too much of a tangent. Mm -hmm. I was really big into like the, parenting forums for children with autism more than I was trusting like some of the doctors that were trying to tell me to take them to chiropractics and stuff okay. like that. But what happened is during the pandemic, you saw this real divide and there's already like an anti-vax community in the autism parenting groups. I can only imagine. And it only got worse during the pandemic. So I kind of broke away from there, but I might dive back in and see if things have cooled down. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. So just to answer your question again, quality time, you know, I should probably Take my kids on trips more maybe this year. Take them on a couple trips. Let us know on our social medias on Twitter and Instagram or leave us a message on the milfandmepod.com. What are your New Year's resolutions? Or if you have some funny resolution fail stories, I'd love to see some of those because let's face it, I've had more fails and successes in the resolutions I've tried to do in the past. You know, I still can't get over the guy in the pantry. I've heard so much feedback about that particular profiler. 
And <laughs> I, I just, I can't stop thinking about it. It's so good. Every time I open the pantry door. You think about him, I just think you? about him. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to take a selfie and just send it to you as a joke. I mean, it's so good. You can't make this up too. That's the thing with some of these profiles. And it's hard to just choose a profile to come to the table with, you know, like yeah. there's so much good, crazy, insane bullshit on these dating apps. But right now I'm finding that men feel the need to post every single one of their hobbies on their profile. So if they are a rock climber, oh, yeah. they have a photo of them rock climbing, but it's not of their face. It's the backside of them going up a steep cliff. Okay. The next one is snowboarding. They have their helmet, their goggles, and their gator <laughs> on. You can't even see their mouth. Like you can't see shit. They're covered head to toe in their snowboarding or skiing gear. That's the next photo. The third photo, wakeboarding. Right. And it's like far away. They're behind the boat. There's water splashing. There's a probably fucking 20 chicks on the boat with huge boobs. I mean, it's every single hobby that they have. And don't get me wrong. That's that's a healthy lifestyle. That's fantastic. You know, like I love that. But it's it's a lot, you know, like you can just write that in your profile. Like I love to snowboard, wakeboard in the summer. I rock climb. I love to go camping and fishing. But no, it's like it's it's every photo. And maybe we'll get lucky and have one of those pictures in that profile of their face. And they are probably not smiling, which means you can't see if they have good straight teeth. I like teeth. I'm a mouth person. So I like really good straight teeth. So I, I look for smiles. So I'm looking at these photos going, this guy's a badass. That's awesome. But I'm not going to connect with him because I can't honestly see what he looks like. And it's it's sad, but dating, online dating is very, um, it's all about pictures, right? At first it's superficial. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Superficial. It's just all about photos. It's what do you look like? It's swipe left, swipe right, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, sadly, that is kind of what it is. But I mean, we do that in day to day life anyway. Sure. You yeah. know, we've just now moved it to a device. And there's something that you said about uh, this on one of our earlier episodes. The, the commitment of time it takes to these activities. Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking for a partner that wants to spend a lot of time with you. If I was a female looking at these particular photos, I would first think, well, I'm not going to do all that. Yeah. And I know a lot of how these people think. It's always the fear of missing out. It's always FOMO. FOMO. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like I how mean, many days left do I have of the snowboarding season? Yeah. Well, I can't hang out on Wednesday because I'm going snowboarding. Oh, how many days do we have of left on the lake? Well, it's September. Yeah. It's almost over. So we better get this going. And I mean, I have friends that go both directions. I have friends that ski seven days a week. Yeah. You know, and I don't see them a lot in the winter, but, um, no, you're right. It's, but it just goes back to, let's talk about, let's just, since it's winter and we have the best snow on earth here in Utah, let's talk about snowboarding and skiing. Yeah. You're covered head to toe. Yeah. Do you think when you're going down the mountain or you're on the lift, do you think you're going to meet someone that's attractive when you're doing those things? You can't see them. Is that right? Yeah, I'd say that's right. And Unless... why would you post that as your photo? It's the same thing. Right. You know, like. You could easily just say, enjoy snowboarding in your I, bio. That's what I meant. Yeah, you can just write it in there. But it's like, the only time you're going to see that person is if you happen to be in the lodge at the exact same time and your shit is off your face and you can see each other. That's the only time you're going to connect with somebody. So when you're doing your profile, why would you cover 
everything or make it so that we can't see what you actually look like. You know, it's like. I'm glad you're bringing this up because it makes me wonder because, you know me, I like to dissect things. Yeah, me too. I wonder if when you see photos like this in both men and women's profiles, Mm -hmm. because women do it too. Yeah. I wonder if they have a harder time describing themselves in their bio. And so they use photos like this of them doing a lot of fun extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. to promote how fun they are, how cool they are. In a sense, like, oh, well, this will outweigh the fact that I'm not good about talking about myself hmm. or I'm not good communicating in words yeah. how how cool I am. I can see that. But at the same time, you're right. If Let's say you get six photos on a dating app and four of those are activities and only two of them are you. Yeah, I would consider that a red flag. But also, like I said in the last episode that we talked about this. I'm just too fucking exhausted to keep up with your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I've I've been in relationships where, you know, he had so many hobbies and it was great for him, but we didn't see each other a lot and he didn't have kids. So he wasn't a dad and he had all these hobbies and that was just a super, super selfish person, you know, and I loved him so much as a human being in general. He was fantastic. He treated me good. He was a sweetheart and my kids loved him. But um, when it came down right down to like quality time with just him and I, it was very rare. So like in a nutshell, if you're trying to score a MILF, <laughs> make sure that you make it apparent in your photos that you are not dedicated to a lifestyle that is going to take you away from the time and attention that she deserves. Yes, that's right. Amen. <laughs> feel that we've been kind of on a roll with some of the gurus the last few episodes where even if we don't 100% agree, we do like the message they're trying to put out. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had a bad one in a few episodes, one that we like really want to tear apart. So this one is more for me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. But since you have more man brain than woman brain sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how you're going to feel about this one. Oh, so boy. let's just roll right into it. Women hate nice guys. Here's the problem. Nice guys need constant reassurance. They only focus on other people's needs. And in general, they give off weak, non-dominant vibes. It's great that you're nice, but it's not going to get you far with women. Women do not like men that can be easily taken advantage of. They want dominant men, horn pushovers. You can still be a kind and respectful person. But you have to hold your ground and show a level of dominance and masculinity. Did you want me to get started? Yeah, you do this. I want to hear. I want to hear what the MILF has to say. Well, I almost fell off the couch over here as I was watching this because I literally just went and had dinner with somebody last night. I shit you not. Last night had dinner with somebody that has this exact thing going on. Um, he's a fantastic human being. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful. He has a great career. He's handsome. Um, He's so, so sweet to me. Mm -hmm. Um, He's going through a situation right now, a divorce, and it's not final. And just some of the details on this situation he's in, he's getting fucked over and it's just not cute. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm sitting across the table trying not to judge his situation because that's not why we're here. We're just there to catch up. I mean, this wasn't a first date. I've known him for a minute. Yeah. Um, And he's somebody I would love to date. However, it is, she's right. 
it's she's 100% I agree with this woman because women want to make sure that they're with a man that's going to have their back mm-hmm. that's like if anything goes wrong or if something happens someone's not going to take care take advantage of you and him and the entire family you know we want someone that stands up to the plate and is like fuck this yeah you know um, there's fine line though because I was in a relationship just recently where he was over the top of don't fuck with me and don't fuck with my family and my friends. Like it was too much. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's okay. She just cut you off. Like you don't need to follow her home and scream in her face because right. she just cut you off. Like it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a real fine line there, but no, like this has been dragging on for him and he really, like I offered to help him find a new attorney. I mean, it's, it's to the point where he's getting his ass handed to him. It's just not okay. Yeah, I'm, and I feel terrible about situations like that. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. That might even be an episode yeah, eventually. But sure. that's not the path we're taking. So here is my response to this. Men, just like women, are in niche groups, right? Uh-huh. So we both got pissed off about the blanket statement about women a couple weeks ago on the sexuality episode. This is the same kind of message, but directed towards men. Mm-hmm. It's a blanket statement. It, it is. I'm a nice guy, and I understand that there is such a thing as being too nice. Yes. Because I've played that game, and I've lost every time. So I agree with her. I hate it. Yeah. But I agree with her. My biggest, again, issue with these gurus and their blanket statements is there are people out there who have already learned this. There are people out there who are already working through this. And this kind of direct approach for some people, not me, could force them to feel like there is no hope. Yeah, that's true. That, they, that you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to be an asshole because that is what women want, apparently. Yeah. And we see what that kind of messaging does to certain people. Yeah, absolutely. They turn it all the way up. And in my personal opinion, it's the reason why we have so many of these false bros out there. Yeah, that were probably, and I hate using alpha, beta, delta, stuff like that, but it's true. Yeah. They, are, they are out there. It can turn a beta man into a toxic wannabe alpha. In my opinion, that's the most dangerous type of man out there. I didn't think of that. So yeah. that's why I kind of have an issue with the delivery of it. Yeah. But I do agree with the message because, yes, I would say that in my experience, I have a lot of experience. Yeah. That the being too nice doesn't work. Yeah. But back to you. But we still want a nice guy. You don't want to discount that. You know, we want someone that's respectable and kind and empathetic and compassionate. Women still want those things. But you also don't want them to roll over. Exactly. And once once you start seeing those tendencies, then it's not sexy. It just isn't. You need someone that has a backbone and that's like, fuck you. That's not okay. You don't treat my woman that way or my family that way or whatever it is, you know, and that sticks up for you. You know, I'm going to do something that I am just barely deciding right now based on this conversation. Uh I'm going to play two gurus back to back. Do it. Because this was going to be next week's guru and we've already played this guy and I love his message. But where this conversation is going, I think that this is actually quite relevant. Perfect. Men are often taught how to attract a woman. They are not taught how to keep 
a woman. Brother, having money, yes, will attract a woman, but discipline keeps her. Yes, being able to have game and charm will attract a woman, but being able to emotionally connect with that woman is what keeps her. You need to be able to attract a woman you want, but if you do not want to lose her, you have to be able to be disciplined. You have to be able to prioritize your relationship. Your dad, your uncle taught you how to be a man because masculinity attracts a woman. But do you know, submitting in your relationship is what keeps her. Sometimes you gonna have to take the back seat, but they ain't teaching you that they taught you that if you the driver's seat you in control you got power you attract these women yes you will but if you want to keep them you got to put her on the pedestal sometimes you got to be her cheerleader sometimes sometimes you got to go with her idea they didn't teach you that they taught you how to be a man they didn't teach you how to be a partner the problem with being taught how to attract a woman and not how to keep her is once you do get the woman of your dreams what next oh my gosh i love that I didn't even think of separating the two. I mean, I just, I've never thought to break it down this way to like attract the woman. Yeah, you got her. And like you said at the very end, now what? This one blew my mind when I saw it a few days ago because a lot of people who I know whose marriages failed. Yeah. Failed because of this reason. Yeah. The woman was attracted to this alpha dominant personality, not necessarily a nice guy but nice enough to get her into the circle yeah but guess what that man never course corrected in the course of their relationship that happened to me so that literally just happened to me that's the most incredible thing i need this video first of all i want to share this it's so important because all day long you can attract someone i mean you can but Attraction might be the easiest part of the game. Oh, my hell it is. It totally is because there's so much you can do knowing you're going out on a date. You get extra cute. You buy a cute outfit. I mean, that's like the attraction of it. But keeping that relationship, absolutely. You got to put your person on a pedestal. I mean, listen, it goes both ways. I'm not just Agreed. one person that's agreeing with the fact that women need to be put on a pedestal all the time. Women, women, women. No, 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 no. Your guy does too. The same thing. You got you attract your guy. You got to learn how to keep him too. And I'm very accountable for the fact that there were some love languages that I didn't, um, I wasn't meeting for some of my relationships I've been in. And I'm accountable for that. I didn't do my best at keeping my man, but I sure as fuck attracted him. I'll tell you right now. So food for thought, because that is what I was trying to explain. He did it so much better. Yes. We live in this society now where bros got a bro and hoes got a hoe. Yep. <laughs> but what next? That is the question. Yeah, I love that. Love it. All right, we're in the new year. Mm -hmm. Got any new year's MILF-worthy items for us? It's not an item, but I mean, it can be an item if you want it to be, but it's more of an idea, but it is kind of an item. Okay, well, this is what it is. My boss at my old job bought me a gift certificate for a massage mm. at uh, one of the spas here in Salt Lake in the avenues. It's called the Corridor. And um, it was a one hour massage gift certificate. And he gave it to me back in the summer when I was still working for the company, mm -hmm. mostly because 
I was dealing with 25 men that were sales <laughs> reps and I was very stressed and I just needed something. Um, anyways, it was super sweet of him. Him and his wife uh, gave me this gift certificate and I just barely used it two days ago. And I want to challenge everybody to get a massage. Go and get a one hour massage somewhere. I don't care where you go. I was laying there the whole time thinking, why in the hell don't I do this more often? It was absolutely amazing. I mean, get on Groupon too. They always oh, have massage packages on there. Oh my God, I know. At least once every year, I give my partner a massage gift certificate, whether yes. it's Valentine's Day, birthday, whatever, because I see how much it helps her and changes yes. her mood. And yeah, if we could afford it, we'd go get massages right? every week. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's how I felt. I'm sitting there going... You know, and this this particular spa was awesome because they have like a steam room and they have all these amenities that you can partake in after your service is done. And I'm just I'm meditating in the steam room after the massage, thinking to myself, I have literally let myself go in the fact that I make sure everybody around me gets this type mm -hmm. of treatment. I don't treat myself. And I finally took a few hours out of my morning. It was like right at 9 a.m. I was back to work by 11. It's like, why don't I do this more often? It's just you're honoring yourself. And I felt so much more relaxed. I wasn't so uptight. I didn't want to kill anybody when I was out of there, you know, <laughs> like it was just really good. So get a massage. They're amazing. Yeah. And support local. Hell yes. Wherever you are. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The MILF and Me. Please check out our socials. We have the Instagram, we have the Twitter, and we have our website, themilfandmepod.com, where you can leave us messages. Please leave us messages. We want to know how you like the show, and don't forget to review and subscribe. Yes. Diana, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>